So if we go from the front of the eye to the back of the eye, we obviously have our lids and lashes that are designed to protect us from dirt and wind and dust. Um, our lids blinking replenish our tear film constantly across the front of our eye. Deep to our tear film is our cornea. The cornea is a lens. It's crystal clear. And when you look at somebody's colored part of their eye, their iris, you're looking right through the cornea. Then comes the iris, the colored part of the eye, which creates the aperture or pupil. And that pupil dilates and constricts depending on the amount of light in our environment. And it controls the amount of light that enters our eye. Deep to the iris is our crystalline lens. And this is the lens that changes as we age. It first loses its flexibility, which makes us have to rely on reading glasses and bifocals. And then that lens loses its clarity and clouds to the point where we call it a cataract. And cataract surgery is the number one procedure performed in the United States. And cataract surgery is when we remove the cloudy lens from behind our iris and we replace it with a synthetic lens. And we have many options for patients now, and it's up to the patient how they wanna see after cataract surgery. Fascinating technology, which we embrace here at Revision. Deep to the lenses, the cornea and the crystalline lens, those two lenses in the system of the eye, is the bulk of our eye is filled with a jelly material, that is our vitreous cavity, and it's filled with a vitreous gel. And that is where patients will notice floaters, uh, dots, squigglies, and those are common aging changes that occur in our eye. And then the back wall of our eye is lined with a tissue paper thin membrane that is literally the front of our brain, and that's our retina. And our retina is what's responsible for turning light energy into nervous impulses, sends it to the brain so that we can see. Fascinating, phenomenal. And the retina coalesces into the optic nerve, which is the conduit for the electrical signal to move from our retina to the brain. And then once into the brain, the optic radiations and connections go all the way to the back of our brain the occipital lobe, which is where our vision is constructed in our brains so that we can see and function. Most of the patients that come to us want to see better, and so they often have blurriness of some sort. And it's our, our job to determine, you know, where is that coming from and how do we fix it? A lot of the younger patients, it's simple refractive error or basically prescription. So they might have nearsightedness where light is focused short of the retina. It's almost like the cornea has too much power, the lens has too much power. That's why they've been wearing glasses and contacts to get that focal point to, to land on the retina so they see clearly. Uh, and farsightedness is the opposite. It Basically the focal point is behind the eye and they need high-powered lenses to move it up so it focuses on the retina. Astigmatism is sort of thinking of it as like twisting of light um, due to a steep cornea. Uh, and the solutions for that for younger patients uh, typically is lasering the cornea to take away those abnormalities in shape. Nearsightedness, 
Typically it's a steep cornea that needs flattened. Farsightedness, it's a flat cornea that needs steepened. And astigmatism, it's steep in just one area and we have to flatten that uh, in the exact amount of their prescription. Uh, that's how LASIK and PRK or surface ablation work to correct vision and typically for younger patients. Uh, as patients age, you know, usually the problem becomes the lens, not just their prescription. The lens, at, at the very least, you know, in our 40s starts to stiffen, so we lose our near vision, and it becomes hard to see, and not far after our 40s, or even maybe late 40s, early 50s, it also starts to cloud, and it's not as clear as it once was. And the lens is that structure that's right behind the eye, it's kind of a spherical shape, and it starts crystal clear, gets cloudy over time, and that's as natural as getting wrinkles on our skin. That's the aging process of the lens. It's gonna to happen to everybody. It's just uh, at different rates and different people. Uh, we need to remove the cloudy lens and put a prescription lens in their eye. And depending on the degree of cloudiness of that lens, that's either called a refractive lens exchange, or if it's a cloudier lens, that's, that's your classic cataract surgery. So in the field of ophthalmology, we see a lot of systemic diseases that affect the eye. And it's very important that if you suffer from some of these diseases, that you take your medication and stay on point with what your doctor is telling you so that you preserve the health and the quality of your vision. So for instance, diabetes. Uh, diabetes can cause blindness. And diabetes is a disease of blood vessels. And the eye exam is one of the only opportunities in uh, a medical exam where we can actually view blood vessels in the back of the eye. And so we see the effects of diabetes in our retina and in our vitreous and in our iris where blood vessels reside. So um, diabetes can be devastating to the vision. And so if you are a diabetic, please take your medication Watch your weight, watch your diet, watch your blood sugars. Those have been proven over and over again to reduce the burden of end organ damage, which uh, when we see changes in the eye, it's not just going on in the eye. It's also going on in the brain and in the heart and in the kidneys and in the peripheral nerves. All of these organs can see problems from diabetes. The same is true with hypertension or high blood pressure. We can diagnose high blood pressure just by looking at the blood vessels in the back of a patient's eye. And blood pressure is called the silent killer because it doesn't hurt, there's no pain, and it's slowly doing damage to blood vessels. So high blood pressure can lead to strokes, heart attacks, kidney failure, those are all blood vessel diseases. There's a variety of other causes too, like macular degeneration, that's a little bit more genetic, uh, maybe a little environmental from UV light, but mostly genetic, where the macula or the central retina, it kind of dissolves or degenerates prematurely and that can affect vision as well. Uh, glaucoma is another condition that can affect vision and that's more the optic nerve kind of withering under too high of a pressure is the most common scenario with glaucoma and we need to lower the pressure to stop the nerve damage and stop peripheral vision loss that can become central if it's very severe. So those are some of the common systemic conditions that can affect uh, your vision.